The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Wendy Nola, our consumer ninja, I teed it up a little earlier, but let me summarize. You told us last week of um, a lady who contacted you. Her name is Indira, and she'd taken out a loan via direct access, which is part of Sundam, for 60 months in 2019. And when COVID hit, um, she realized that she would uh, not be able to pay back the loan as per the agreement. So she asked for um, uh, and accepted a payment holiday of six months and that seemed all nice and rosy but what it's done is extended her payment term extraordinarily um, and also the amount of money that she's going to have to pay back and what we were trying to do last week was trying to find out whether or not she had a legitimate contract between herself and Sunlum's direct access what have you managed to find okay it was a bit of a slip to find anything out at all i have to say but um, so I asked her to apply for the um, call recording, and um, she's uh, Julie uh, was told yes, um, that'll be fine. I, I was told this by Sunlam's um, advertising agency, the, the agency that handles the PR in some cases, and um, they got back to me this week to say we played it to her uh, over the phone on Friday. And I said, well, that's well and good, but could you please also send her her own copy so that she could listen to the recording of the call in her own time on her own terms? Yes, yes, we'll do that. Turns out when I checked with Indira, she hadn't had that call. She hadn't listened to the – this was, I think, when? Yeah, this was uh, Tuesday. Sorry, so um, the, the public relations company employed by Sunlum lied to you? Well, I'll, let, I'll get there. So, she said, okay. so I went back to them and said, um, and also they said, in order to send her the call recording, she needs to fill out this um, form. It's called the um, Request for Access to Record, Record of Private Body form, okay? And she hadn't done it. So I get back to her. She says, first of all, I've never heard the call recording. That never that call that to play it never happened. And secondly, I sent the form back as they asked, filled in on Friday to the legal department. So I don't know what they're talking about. So I go back um, to to the Sunlumps person, third party uh, media complaints handling person. Oh, I get back to you. Gets back to me yesterday afternoon. No, that was a, a misunderstanding. Sorry about that. We didn't play it to her. Sorry, sorry. We'll chase up. Anyway, eventually today, today, um, they sent her the call. She shared it with me. And and what we wanted to establish, Bruce, was how much they disclosed in terms of the impact. Because what this happened was it added, she she took a, initially three months and then she took another three months to six months. That was the maximum. And, they, and the first three months call, the first call about the three months, they didn't say how many months it was going to add. It didn't say how, to her term. They didn't say, so instead of paying this much in total for your for your holiday, uh, for your loan, you're going to pay this much, um, which in her case was, I don't know, it was almost as much as the original loan more, 118,000 rand more. So this is how the call went. It took two minutes. We'll just take two minutes. And this is what the agent said. It will be for three months starting from your next debit order, which means you do not have to make a loan repayment for three months. Repayments will resume in month four, an original loan agreement installment. This was read very fast like this. Interest and fees will still be charged on the outstanding balance for the three-month payment relief period at the current contractual interest rate. The original term of your loan agreement will be extended to accommodate the temporary payment relief period and to ensure that the monthly repayment remains the same. 
I okay, don't know how okay, you no, feel. No, no, hold on Bruce? a second. So, yes, the term will be extended to ensure that the amount of the payment remains the same. Now, is that sufficient disclosure which says that we are going to charge you the same amount of money but over many, many more months? And therefore, yes. the total amount that you're going to pay us because, I mean, I haven't been into a furniture retail shop for a very long time, but there was a point where, you know, the furniture retailers had to disclose that, you know, you buy this couch, here's the price, 10000 um, you pay back, you know, 299 rand a month over the rest of your life. And the final, <laughs> you, by the time you finish paying for this couch, it'll be worn out and uh, you would have spent 20,000 rand. Um, there was that sort of requirement to disclose every single uh. detail of the transaction. Does that not apply in these very bored call center operators' lives? I, I certainly think so. I've got a, a, a big issue with uh, telesales calls or anything conducted over the phone where you know things are read, the important things are read very fast. When the woman said, when the agent said, um, the got to the part where she said um, the term will be extended. As she said the word term, there was a, I, I think it was Indira who coughed or there was some uh, noise. And I, I'm sure she didn't. When I checked with her earlier, I said, did you even hear the word term extension? She said, no. So there was no, do you understand? There was no meeting of the minds. To me, it was very clear. She just said, do you agree? And she said, yes. And at some point she must have extended it by another three months. So I don't feel that she was making an informed decision there at all. And I mean, down the line, she's now discovered, you know, the, exactly what this means. Another 20 months, another um, uh, it's 61,600 rand more than she would have. So those six months of non-payment were very, very expensive. And yes, you could say that she should have known that. But I feel the exact, um, certainly initially when it was going to be just three months payment holiday, the exact numbers, what it would mean, uh, what it was going to cost her in rand numbers, I think I feel there was a duty to to disclose that, and as I say, it took so long to get the the, um, the recording that I haven't had a chance to go back and mm. say to the company, what? "Listen, what are you going to do about this?" And so that's going to be part three, Bruce. Yeah. Okay, no, that's, what are you going to do about it? No, no, that's great. I mean, I, I love the drama that we're serializing one person's two minute phone call over half an hour of radio exactly. in, in three weeks. Um, when, <laughs> what what is the legitimacy of that agreement? Over the phone. Surely there's a document that gets sent that spells out the consequences that you sign and return. Surely or not. Funny you should mention that. So the agent says, um, we're just going to run through this. I'm just going to highlight. That was her word. I'm just going to highlight how this works. And then we're going to send you an email. So at the end of her two-minute spiel, and fast forward, you know, WhatsApp, when you press the 1.5, it sounded like that. Um, voice note I'm talking about. She then says, I want to confirm your email address. I want you to confirm your email address. So Indira starts reading it out and she says, that's not what we've got here. She was giving her current um, business address, email address. So the woman, so Indira says, well, there's also my personal Gmail address and, and she reads it out and the woman says, oh, that's fine. That's what I've got here. But Indira never got the email and they acknowledged that because they told her it bounced back. Now they've got her cell phone number. Nobody phoned her to say, we, we, we couldn't send you your, these important documents by email. Could you give us an alternative address? We have a, so I think that was another fail. They should most definitely, given what was at stake here, they should have done that. But there is a point in that um, phone conversation where the agent says, please understand that once you've agreed to this, you can't cancel. 
So only afterwards do you get it all in writing. But sure, but what, what does what does once you agree to this, you can't cancel. Is I mean, does that mean once you agree on this phone call where we've not disclosed all of the detail to you and we've not been completely transparent, but you've agreed to those terms and conditions because you're desperate um, because you don't know whether you're going to have exactly. a job next month, um, or does the agreement mean once you've signed the document we send you and you email it back to us, that's when the agreement is enforced? No. I don't understand. No, if that was the case, then they couldn't have they couldn't mm. have have, have um, applied this payment holiday because that they, they didn't get that in writing. So that phone call becomes the consent. So I mean, sending the sending the documents is just a formality. It would seem contractually. Um, it's it's quite a thing, Bruce. So the more I get into this, the more. The board throws up. So I'm afraid there is going to have to be a part No, absolutely. I'm looking forward to part three. Wendy Nola, our consumer ninja, our dogged consumer ninja. We should have to get an extra long title. Dogged consumer ninja. Uh, where Wendy Nola, she is delving deep into this thing. And these direct access do expect a call from Wendy um, because she's got your number, <laughs> literally. Um, and she's looking for some answers. And we would like those answers. I think producers, let's see how this plays out. Let's see how this plays out. Let's keep tabs on this, Wendy, and I look forward to catching up on installment number three on a two-minute phone call that really does, at this stage, from what we know, seem to have been wholly inadequate.